What the hell is going on with Harden, Eitan Rosenberg? Here with Rosenballs NBA betting. So, obviously, now the story is kind of stale. Apologies for that. You open up the cereal box, let the air out a little too long. Harden does everything but curse Mori out uh, in China on his Adidas tour. Calling him a liar. Uh, this is just strange. Like, you know, these... I, I totally get the entitlement stage, and, and people think they're too entitled. But, you know, look, look, you're the client. You're trying to get as much money as possible. But you can't do both. More, Harden is literally trying to have his money uh, and, and eat it, too, right? He tries to max it out by doing the opt-in, thinking he's going to get more money on an eventual max deal, and then requests the deal. Like, I don't know what he expected was going to happen. You know, Maury probably promised him, like, okay, we're going to try to orchestrate a trade, but you can't force it. Like, that's not fair. You put the franchise uh, in jeopardy like that. You don't want to stay with the team. Don't don't opt in. That's it. You don't, you don't, you can't opt in and then force a trade. That's just silly. So um, you lose leverage in doing that. And the problem now is like Harden is like Kyrie 2.0. Like who wants to take him and all that, right? So what I want to get to is a, a few things. First, we, 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 the prior one, we, we talked about Harden, should he stay or should he go? Now he's obviously, you know, motivated to move. And now they're going to have this awkward stalemate potentially like a Simmons 2.0 that set a bad precedent. Um, the CBA does not help Harden. Okay, as was previously reported, where basically if he sits out, he does not get paid. And it's going to hurt his future contract. He needs to show that he's healthy, he could do it in the playoffs and all that. Fine. The question becomes, like, the desperate teams have already made their move before the season started, right? I, I would have thought, if I were the Sixers personally, I would have told Hart, like, look, we're going to try to trade you secretly. Okay, but you got to play well to increase your value, and then we'll try to move you. We know you're not signing here, so we're going to try to move you, and then hopefully he plays well. A desperate team shows up in between December and the trade deadline, and you unload him for, for stuff, whether it's the Clippers or uh, or anybody else. All right. But, you know, now... I'm not sure what you can do if you're Philly. I mean, his value is also low. Uh, the team that only, you know, a team now sees him as a rental. No team is going to take the risk. They're going to think he's going to pull the same shit with them. Why would you trade anything of value to the Sixers for Harden? Right? And if you're the Sixers right now, if you're, if you're going to force to move him, the only move you can make is a, what I call a crap for crap deal. Right? That's it. You can only do like a poop for poop deal. I don't. I don't see um, anything else here that you could potentially do. So you have to go around the league, and you're like, okay, what should the Sixers do? Look, I, I think the Sixers are still, even after all this, they're probably just going to hope he plays. The problem is, like, if he plays, is he going to play well? Does he care? I, I don't know how vengeful he is. Regular fill up, please. You know, so, you know, so that becomes a quite a big deal. So you go around the league, like Dallas is, was the most desperate team. Uh, you look at look who the desperate teams are and who's got the new owners. And I look at a few teams here. 
So first, like, Dallas is actually a team to look at, right? Like, if they don't start off great, do they just double down? They pull the same shit that uh, Brooklyn did. Not out of the realm. The most Dallas could give you is, what, Tim Hardaway Jr. You know, maybe you get uh, Hardy. I mean, it's weak sauce. And, and um, you know, it, it you know, and um, it's not much. You know, Hardy doesn't have that much value. Um, the other young guys don't either. Christian Wood's gone. Like, I have no idea what you expect to get from that team. Right? But that that's 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 a move. Okay, that's that's one thing out there. Like, only the super desperate teams right now, you know, would make that move. And Cuban's the kind of guy that would take that risk. He already took it with Kyrie. Um, that's a silly idea because now you're you're just like having three guys that do the same crap. It, it's just so stupid. So to me, that's just too silly. You can get first, and honestly, if I'm Philly, I got to consider if I get Hardway in a couple of firsts, and what else? And then maybe you flip those firsts or something else. I don't know, but like. You know, Hardwick can play in a rotation. He's a spacer. Um, you get the other wing there. Jalen Green. Josh uh, Josh Green, rather. You get Josh Green, Hardway, and, and two firsts. All right, that's a package. I don't even know if you do that if you're Dallas. That's how low Harden's value is. The other team, they got like a new, owner, new owners. I look at Charlotte. Charlotte, to me, could look at this and be like, I don't know, can we convince Harden to stay? Like, this is a big risk. And they could see it as, like, let's just dump guys. We, we don't know if they're going to stay here long term. And um, and it's just not that exciting for us. And that's also a possibility. Thanks so much. Um, so there's that pass- possibility, right? Like, and, and the move that Charlotte could do is basically deal guys that are that are you know crap, right? Charlotte actually has some depth this year, um, but when I look at Charlotte, I'm like Ball and Harden don't make much sense together. But they've done these moves before, like the Josh Richardson Brandon Wright deal. That was a draft day deal. Richardson and Lease was like kind of young and up and coming. If Charlotte is like, I could see the only thing I could see is if Charlotte is like hovering around play in range, and they're like the East is kind of open. Milwaukee looks a little hobbled. KP's hurt, like they're beatable in Boston. You know, we could be a second round team and interesting. It's a new owner. So he's looking at the revenue from it. Like we can make more playoff games. We could be exciting. Charlotte hasn't been relevant in decades. Really ever. Okay. The most relevance is when they started. And even then, they didn't go beyond the second round when they did in the late 90s, early 2000s. You know, George Shin was selling that team, so no one showed up even at the playoff games. So, yeah, one round of Charlotte. And the Charlotte move to me is like Hayward and Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier. And that's it. And you do that if you're Charlotte because you're like, look, we got bridges now. We can consolidate some depth. Let's say you keep Kelly Oubre Jr. Okay, we got P.J. Washington. Let's say you keep him. Um, you don't need both those guys. And... Almost like Hayward's suspected health, right? So, like, what's what's the difference here? And if you get Harden, you have a guy that's been in the playoffs before, you know, can win games for you. Question is, can he play off, off uh, LaMelo Ball, right? That's going to be a question. Fine. I could see Charlotte. So, we got a Dallas option, which is insanity, which I don't really see. 
and Charlotte. And then I and then I look at the teams that maybe should but wouldn't. Okay, so then I go to the you know it's almost like alphabetical order. I, I go to Chicago. Chicago's another team that should be desperate, but they're not because the GM isn't desperate. We have to look at is so there's a couple of nuances with desperation. The teams that typically go for stars. One is the most obvious to me is like is the GM in the hot seat, and you know the GM's thinking like look. If we don't make a run here, I'm gone anyway. Let me let me go for broke. And there's a smart owner, they stop it, but a lot of owners don't, right? The classic example there is a few. There's actually two Stan Van Gundy examples, right? One in Orlando when he made the run for Gilbert Arenas, and then later in um, Detroit, made the Blake Griffin move, and that didn't work, and you know all that. So. Chicago should be in there, but their owner, you know, Reinsdorf is very nice with their GMs and has let, let in their new, G, you know, artist who's now he's really done a horrible job. This is like a Hall of Fame bad job at GMing, right? We had all these picks. He kept on finishing seventh, and he doubled down on, on trying to be good. And now he's going to – they're just, like, constantly blaming on Lonzo Ball. I get it. The guy got hurt. If he was healthy, maybe you're a top-five seed. But he's not, and he's been hurt for a while. We know he's hurt. Like, adapt for freak's sake. He hasn't. But Chicago could be one. Chicago has two guys, right? Is it DeRozan? Is it Levine? Vucevic has already signed long-term. DeRozan, to me, would be the logical guy to move because he's a pending free agent. So the question is, like, who do you now... Like, they're both relatively similar age, so it's, it's really about, like, who you think does anything more for you, Harden or DeRozan. And the answer could be probably neither, in which case you keep DeRozan, right? So let's see. If, if I'm the Sixers, I jump at uh, Harden for DeRozan swap. I'd say a blessing. I'll probably give you minor assets to do that deal. And, there, and it's perfect for Philly because, yeah, I get it. DeRozan's not a pure spacer, but he's a, a pretty high IQ NBA player, knows how to get to the line, um, can play with a post guy a little bit, but is a facilitator and allows Maxi to reach his full potential. Levine and Philly, a little too risky, right? Like, that could go haywire. After Chicago, you're doing it more from a contract standpoint. Now, Harden makes a lot of money, so why would you even do that deal? Maybe the whole thing is, is dead on arrival there. Right? Levine's already signed long-term. Now you're paying more for Harden than you would for a DeRozan. But DeRozan plays point, and you could, you know, have some unique lineups for Chicago. You could go a little different style. You could play him alongside Kobe White. Right, you could you could play him alongside Ao. Harden almost has the spacing of two guys, and granted, it's not the perfect spacing because you have, um, you know, Ao there, but you have Vucevic, who's a good spacing five. It's an option, but Chicago doesn't seem like a, a desperate team that that would do that. So the lore, lore of Harden is is really waning. Okay, and then you just go through the rest of these teams. Like Houston taking him back, they would have already, right? And honestly, it's a new owner. I don't know how Tillman, I would look at it, right? They got Fred Van Fleet, okay? He could start the year off okay. If Tillman is like, look, I really want to make a run, and Harden's like, I'm from Houston, fine, I'll go back to my roots. That one's got a chance because there were prior um, rumors of that. Harden knows the area. He'll come back there. You know, there. I could see that. And then you have Harden with a bunch of youth. Now, look, look, I'll make the argument. He hurts the youth. 
But I can see ownership uh, moving ahead of the GM there and getting really excited about having just Harden a slew of youth. And the move there is basically Harden for Fred Van Fleet. And if you're Philly, you know, you're not feel great about it because it doesn't really help with the maxi thing. But, you know, Van Fleet knows Nurse, which is probably one of the reasons why you consider it. Um, you could probably get something else in that deal. Maybe a Kevin Porter Jr. I know that's like the least exciting thing of all time. I'm going to replace Harder with KPJ. Get the hell out of here. But I get some talent. And if I'm Houston, I, I didn't. Fred Van Fleet was like my uh, silver award winner. He was my second place guy anyway. That's a move. You got to wait, obviously. You got to wait till at least December, January, I want to say, because he signed that deal. So you got to wait. But. Yeah, look, if Houston starts the year in the, like, 12th and they got a shot at the play-in um, and, and the, the Hardens, you know, scenario is still seeming through Philly, that's a deal you reluctantly do. But but at least, you know, Fred Van Fleet signed long-term. Fred Van Fleet's a good soldier. And then, you know, you're, you're building around Embiid and you have pieces there that, that could do that. Fine. I actually like the Houston idea. I think the Houston idea... Of all the ideas, is probably the most realistic. And, and like, look, if you're like, wow, it doesn't work with KP, KPJ, fine. Fred Van Fleet is something. And it might just be Fred Van Fleet, quite frankly. You're not going to get Jalen Green. You're not going to get anything that amazing. You're going to get something, Fred Van Fleet and, like, a, a good piece. And they can come in a lot of different ways. Again, KPJ is one. Is it Tate? Whatever. Houston could, could sacrifice two. And I get it if I'm Houston to an extent. Like, if the owner is getting a little tired of this, like, rebuild, because they constantly get the third, fourth pick, you know, now you're going to have Thompson in there. You want to do a little better. But, you know, and in my opinion, if I'm Philly, again, I've said this before, I go for the depth. They might not have a choice, which is what I'm also getting at. And then you got to look at the teams that wanted Lillard and didn't get Lillard. Okay. So, obviously, Miami is, is the favorite, but we don't know where Lillard's going to exactly go. He's probably going to go to Miami. If it does go Miami, then Miami is a possibility. And you're basically taking a similar Lillard package, but less, less, right? So, like, Hero could be one, but again, probably not. Milwaukee. This is probably the slam dunk for me that I do, personally. Milwaukee probably does not do it, okay? But I probably look at the deadline, and the Bucks um, don't have a lot of time. They, they just don't. Now, the problem is Harden's not going to want to stay there for a while. There's no way. But this could be like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Oscar Robertson. We're like, look, let's just make one last run at a title and, and, and see. Now that now and that's more because Middleton is he just doesn't work or for whatever reason, right? So if Middleton is is totally hurt and um, feels like he's he's nailing down father time, you know, if I'm Philly again, like I, this is a dream come true, I would totally do a holiday. Uh, Holiday Harden swap. If I'm Philly, I, I do all these deals if I'm Philly. I don't load the guy. I'm not a fan of these things lingering. It could really kill the season. 
So, yeah, if I'm Philly, I do any of these. Milwaukee, again, probably doesn't. I'll throw another one I just thought of. Another desperate team that can go after Hart. The Lakers. What? Look, the Lakers, the only reason why they picked up D'Angelo Russell, the sole reason, was it looks like to eventually trade him. Now, they could start the year however they start the year. But if they're in that, which I think they're going to be, in that seven, that eight to like five range, right? I know the team got better. They got Gabe Vincent, blah, 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 fine. They might view Gabe Vincent as their starting point guard. Great, good for them. Um, now, if you're Philly, that's a big drop-off going from Harden to Russell. It really is. And for the Lakers, like, it's Russell and what else? Is it Russell and Rui? If Rui plays pretty well, it could be Russell and Vandy. Also could be. You're not going to get Reeves. Um, you're not going to get much of anything. But, like, if you got Russell and Rui, Russell and Vandy, and then you can even add a first in there. I don't know. Are you doing better than that if you're Philly? I don't know that you are. And that, look, that is an incredible drop-off. And it's a likely scenario that the Lakers are probably scoping. And if there's one guy that can kind of keep Harden in check, it's probably LeBron. So welcome him to open arms. Gives him a legit shot. They never really play together. Right? I think he'd prefer Kyrie, obviously. But it might not matter. And look, if you're Philly, you kind of just regroup. You're like, all right, let's let the, let the guy play out, whatever. Russell gives us some offense. I mean, you can figure that part out. He still can score. He's still, you know, a talent. It to me matters about the second guy you're getting. Doesn't matter what it is, right? Vandy, whoever. Um,. I mean, that would be that. That's probably the team that's like, okay, let's, let's just wait this out, right? How far does this does this rock fall? For the Lakers, I love it, right? Like, I, I look, they got they went deep. The West is wide open; it really is. Like, I understand Phoenix. Phoenix has got no depth. Those guys got to acclimate. So that, that look, that's a matchup. But the Lakers have always been about this, and I understand they don't want to give up first. And Murray's not even a guy that likes first. So, like, it might not be anything, but I can see a three-way where, like, you know, Harden uh, goes to the Lakers, Russell goes to the Sixers, and then, like, Vanderbilt in a first go somewhere. And, uh, you know, a, a, a decent piece comes back. Like OKC or something. You get, like, Dort back. Probably not that good. I would look at the Lakers. I really would. The more I'm thinking about it, it's really their MO, as we all know. Okay. The Knicks have been floated. And look, I look at the Knicks. Would Harden want to stay there? Would Tibbs want this guy? I mean, they got a good thing going. You really want to kill that? I don't know. Now, if you're the Knicks, you've set up, you got to make the decision between Barrett and Randall. Now, if I'm the Sixers, obviously I'd rather have Barrett in the deal. If I'm the Knicks, do I move Barrett straight up for Harden? That, that does not seem like a smart move from the Knicks. But you make the argument, like, look, it fits, right? You, you can have Grimes play the opposite wing. Brunson, Harden, Grimes. 
And then Randall and 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 uh, and Harden. Look, I get they're both lefties. They're both kind of similar though. So I don't know how much that's going to work. Is because could Randall play off the ball? I don't know. You would probably have to do a two for two, where it's like Barrett and Randall. But then again, like you have the same issue in Philly with Randall and Embiid. So who knows? Um, if I'm Philly, I, I yeah, of course I jump on this deal. I have Maxi Barrett. I have, I have young guys with Embiid. Um, and I see how that works. See if Barrett could, could evolve on my team. I don't know that he can. I don't know. But the options are limited, right? I mean, the Knicks are in there. But I think the Knicks will be decent. They're, you know, they, they should just stay the course. Let this chemistry solve itself out. Other teams, you know, if Sacramento missed it last year. Okay, maybe they get desperate, but they're not. They're not going to want to fall back here. I get it. They don't want too much craziness. And I think, like, the chemistry thing is an important thing in the NBA, which is a big lesson here. Like, you want the core group to feel like they play together. Harden always had this element with him where, like, he thought he was better than the rest. He called the other players role players. Like, he really had this prima donna superstar notion early. He's taken every single possession. And if you ever played basketball before, like, no one wants to play with a guy like that. Like, I get how crazy good he is. But it's just it's just ball watching on offense. A great offense is like everyone feels like they're in the flow of the offense. The defense doesn't know who's going to score next. That is a good offense. Few teams have done it. It's like the '80s Celtics and the '80s Lakers. That's what basketball is about. The Nuggets do that now because people know it's going through Jokic, but Jokic doesn't even want to score. So it's like you don't know who's going to score next. But it's easier in the playoffs, and that's why these teams have not gone that deep. Guys like Luca and Harden, you know, if one guy's just controlling the ball the whole time and the whole office running through him, A, it's hard to adapt the team around him, and B, C, A. So, yeah. None of these uh, things really work. And for me, for that, I, I think, look, if you're the Sixers, I get you have to hang on to him. I get it. Right, you want to see who gets desperate, but ultimately, I think if I could, if I could loan to the Lakers now for a couple of picks, I do. I probably like, look, let's do the deal now. Let me get Russell in two first. If I can't, and then I got the Dallas deal. I try to get two first from them. If I can't, you keep going down the chain. It, it gets it gets bad real fast. This is a disaster for Philly. I hope it's a disaster for Harden. The NBA needs to do something about it in their CBA. Um. I don't know what they're going to do, but they got to find a way to cure. I get the player empowerment, but you got to do a thing where if you if you just signed a contract, you know, the, you can't dock it for the team. The team has the right to do something, something. We'll see what happens, but I, I, you need to unload Harden. This could get ugly real fast, and it could, could blow up the Sixers.